Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wrong vibe. <laughs> Wrong vibe for the friend zone. Okay. I wasn't recording when you asked that question. And I shan't repeat it. No. Rest assured, I look forward to discussing it further. Holy smokes, it's the friend zone, everybody. Feels like it's been a, a hot minute. It really has. And, and that's because it has been. We've been tardy. We have, but do you know what, Tim? This is one of the few occasions where I feel like um, I've been uh, connecting with you and spending some quality time with you, like in between, this doesn't feel like a friends that we were coming together and you and I are both catching up for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I genuinely feel like I'm with a friend. Good. You and I, we went to a wedding together on the weekend. Sure did. Went home, had a cup of tea, Not shot just anyone's wedding. It was Chris Parker's wedding. That's right. To the beautiful Michael. Chris Parker of um, the Chris Male Gaze fan. Uh, the Male Gaze fans out there will know who that is. And even if you're not a Male Gaze fan, you're probably a Chris Parker fan. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not, well, you can sort that out. Just look up Chris Parker, NZ Comedian. See if you like it. If you toot, don't, toot sweet. Thanks for checking it out and uh, keep it to yourself. And if you do, you're welcome. But we went to a wedding. We went home afterwards, had a late night cup of tea, talked Ooh. deep into the night. The wedding was so good. I haven't been to a, a wedding in a, a little while. I love weddings. I love I, the coming together. I love the drinking. Can I, I love the dancing. Can I honestly say I had a... Um, a cracking weekend that I feel was almost months overdue. I had a great run of events to look forward to, and I really got to remove the trials and tribulations of life and just indulge the way that someone 10 years younger might. I had turned 34 mm. on the Thursday. Had a lovely time. Happy birthday, Guy. Thank on you. On behalf of everyone wow. and me. And then on the Friday, I flew to Wellington and did a big comedy show in a big room. And then, How'd uh, that go? honestly, the gala, the Wellington gala, it was so good, excellent. It was really a lot of fun. And then after that, had a wedding the next day. Yes, and um, there's just bang, bang, bang. Here I am, bing, bang, boom. 
rested, refreshed, excited. And there's my one friend. person who can really lift a dance floor, not that it needed it at that particular event. My God, it's your partner, Chelsea. Yeah, I actually feel overawed when I see her dance. You get intimidated. I am so excited and happy for her, and she's honestly cutting so sick that yeah. I feel like if I introduce, you know, my sort of ironic, uh, which is just, it's, it's, I'm not trying to be, it's just that's the level of comfortability I have on the dance floor. Maybe it will, it will impede her ability to go as hard as she so desires. Would you take dance lessons? You think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take lessons for anything if I really wanted to improve at it. But, but do you want to improve at dancing? Not, uh, I mean, one day, yes, but currently not to the point that I'll take dance lessons to to do it. Mm. Do you? I mean, you're 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 quite a mover and a shaker. You love to dance. I feel like I used to. Thank you for saying that. It's very kind. I feel like I used to have it, and I ain't got it no more. A really fond but memory. I'm, I'm so tired now. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember on a on a, um, a a young trip to Los Angeles, Tim, you did some sort of flip. Or I've still got it in me. I can one do handed. Oh, is that when I popped my knee? Yeah, you really hurt yourself. I tore my meniscal. It's um a lot of people will be familiar with this because it's sort of a common sporting injury. But I did it. Um, it's kind of like that shit house white person breakdancing move where you jump over your own leg with your leg like a skipping rope. It was a very pulled it off, but also tore my meniscal. Very, does that mean you pulled it off? Uh, yeah, it's a good question, actually. <laughs> That's a fair question. It was into like a whiskey slash jazz bar. Was it? I don't, yeah, I can't remember. Where, um, that was New York. I remember no, it was in New York. No, no, no. It was in Los Angeles. Is it? Yeah. Because it was the trip when um, we peeled off and I think you went to Canada briefly and I went to Washington, D.C. Man. Because I remember walking the National Mall with a limp in the cold. Oh. My knee hurt a lot. The cold will find the parts of you that are sore and say, hey, Tim, did how, you know, how you doing? Did you know that this part of you sore? Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, I already knew that. It's like, well, I'm going to tell you again and again and again. Loudly. But I reckon my meniscal is all better now. Yeah. It I, does I, flare up from time to time when you? I start re-engaging with running. Do you feel... Uh, that, I feel 35. Do you? That's how I feel. That's how I felt at the wedding. I was like, man, I'm having such a good time, but there is less gas in the tank than there was. That said, you know, having a one-year-old... I I've think, got a one-year-old I think that is the more relevant detail. It's the... Um, the the there's no like catch up on the sleep thing it's just like hey guess what this is you're not going to have a, a full night's rest for, for you know and a you, year or two you are already on a pretty non-traditional sleep pattern don't enjoy it hate the stuff Yuck. yeah broccoli and sleep two things i can't stand and if you could get your head around those you'd be in such fighting shape i'm doing all right i um I don't know that I, I actually I do feel I do feel thirty four, but I try to move, I try to move with the fluidity of a younger man. Oh, good on you! I try to keep fit. Mm. Said it before, say it again. This way, you got to take hip hop lessons, brother. Goals, my 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 sole body goal, my whole life has been Larry David, and it's a long term <laughs> goal. I don't care what I look like Jesus. in my thirties. It's important that I'm sinewy when I'm old. He looks great. Because he's like Patrick Stewart and that he's always looked 50 or whatever. He's the one member of the Curb cast who has not aged. Mm. And to that mm, I say, mm, mm. what's not to love? <laughs> um, do you know what I'm so fucking juiced up for? Dance with me. Us getting into a new season proper of Worst Idea. Like, I'm fucking pumped. I, was... I feel like... 
kill you, the Killionaire season has been like good, and it's good to have a change and try new things. But it's it's it just for me personally, it's been a slog, and that has resulted in irregularity, mm. and I don't like it. I, I like the irregularity and the tardiness of releases. I've got to say, I was driving here and I was thinking, you know, it's always a delight to record a friend zone, to see my friend Tim and your beautiful family if they happen to be home. But what has really got me smacking my chops with excitement, appetite and delight mm. is the prospect of week by week inconveniencing ourselves with a significantly larger amount of life administration yeah, yeah, and life, yeah. you know, filled out around the seams, but just getting in there, doing our business, yes. siloing that time off to yeah. say, let's you and I live like we're 24 again. Absolutely. Consequences be damned. And there will be consequences. There will be big consequences. I imagine it will probably make us, at least initially, and then probably to a lesser extent, but ultimately <laughs> across the span of a year, Worst partners and fathers. <laughs> yeah, without question. <laughs> it can't not do that. It simply must. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's not one of those things where it's like, it will make you value your time with your family more. It will make you more tired when you are with your family. Yeah, that's also true. There's a lot of double whammy negatives to this. I think I'm, I'm still so excited about this, and I think it's just classic us, isn't it? You'll be able to look back at this moment and go, oh, classic Tim and Guy. They were so pumped. And then by episode two, they wanted to fucking hang themselves by the rafters. Well, and that's what I like as well. The friend zone is a real bellwether for how the broader project is going. Yeah. Um, So that's something to look forward to. It's it's starting soon. Something to look forward to. We've got to do the choosing of the Killionaire, though. That is correct. We must anoint... our winner. And you're part of that. And I can't remember how we've decided. Well, we haven't really. We need to figure out the pro- We keep making decisions on how we're going to do it. And then I forget what we've decided. And then a couple months go by. Rest assured, there will be a voting process. And the top two contenders will be competing in a live broadcast that will be released to the masses. And one winner will be adjudged. And I don't know that we'll be implementing their plan immediately. I must say that. But, um... That's what's going to – I mean, do you know, all the while this has been happening, the economies have been tanking. I'm sure that, you know, billions of dollars, some zeros are disappearing off the ends of the elite's bank accounts as we speak. I don't know, man. Those those mofos seem to know how to play a uh, recession. Often, why do people say? They always say the rich get richer. Yes. But because of trickle-down economics, that's good for all of us. Oh, hold up. It's a flawed premise, though, isn't it? No, Didn't we no. figure out that one was no good? I don't think... I think if you give all of the money to one person, then they have the knowledge on how best to distribute it amongst other people. I think if you give it to everyone, they don't really know how to distribute it. Right. Who's the one? Who do we pick? I, I feel like everything, all signs point to Bezos. Hmm. Although, you know, Zuck's gone big on the metaverse. And Dude, have you seen Meta's share price recently? Which way is it going? It's so south. Oh, really? Couldn't even tell you. It's fucking crazy. Start posting more, posting more status updates to try and help out. Guys, get back on Facebook and chuck your memes on there, okay? You've had your little flirtation with TikTok. It's time to go go back to bed with your partner. Zuck. How often do you, how often do you check TikTok? I don't, I don't do TikTok. I might start, but um, I don't do it. I put that one stand-up clip on there that went bananas, and then the whole platform scares the shit out of me, to be honest. I find it terrifying. Sorry to hear that. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out. I'm I'm actually on Facebook now to get into our messages, Dude, and they have made it literally it is so impossible. I can't navigate it anymore. And it's like, you know, our age is probably relevant to this, but 
we like grew up on Facebook really from our earliest adult lives and now it is barely navigatable to run a page. I don't know where to it took me so long and I was like Googling to figure out how to create an event. It was not at all where I would have expected it to be. Ugh. Guy's still panning for time. He's trying to get into the inbox. I'm, I'm here. You're in there now? Yeah. That one looks like a fucking novel that someone sent through. I mean... Do you want to kick off with that? Are you happy to Are you happy to hear me read in my sonorous tone? I love it. Okay. I don't know what sonorous means, but I'm going to assume it means good. Yeah. I'm going to get a dictionary definition. It's actually a good word for spelling. Your good tone. And it's an adjective of a person's voice or other sound, imposingly deep and full. Yeah, I would describe the baritone of Monty's okay. Here we go. sumptuous speaking voice as, wait, what was it again? So, sonorous. Sonorous. Dearest lithium battery and bygone homily, or homily. Thank you for your delightful presence in my headphones over these many years. I think I got on board about five years ago. Maybe thanks to Deathblart, maybe Mike Check, maybe Free to a Good Home. All outstanding podcasts, well worth checking out. I'm so sorry to interject, but just speaking of Mike Check, you got to find out Finding Jesus. Oh, yeah. The mic- God, it's so good. Alexi and Cameron have launched an incredible investigative investigative documentary on the Grouse House TV YouTube channel. It's called Finding Jesus. New episodes every Monday. Really good times. It's been lovely to hear your lives progress in parallel with my own. <gasps> cool. And to follow the always entertaining twists and turns you've spun out from the central podcast concept. My sincere congratulations on your respective stepfatherhood and fatherhood. Thank you. And on your flourishing careers. Thank you. I've been inspired by your DIY spirit, never more so than in the early days of the pandemic, when the way you threw happening together in such a short time gave me a real feeling of possibility and global community Sick. among all the fam. In the time I've been listening, I've catalogued various things to write in about, so I'll try to barrel through them now as quickly as I can. One, as part of the Friends on Book Corner, can I urge fellow listeners to go back and check out the novel Providence by Caroline Kepnes. It was mentioned in passing ages ago that this book briefly refers to the worst idea of all time. I listened to the audiobook, thereby contributing to the Killianer mission, and loved it. It's a charming book, bit of a spooky retro Stranger Things vibe, romantic and quite moving. The Twi'o'at reference is brief, but quite sweet, I think, in what it shows us about the protagonist. I'll say no more. Two, I heard Peter Kim pop up on a recent episode of Doug Loves Movies. Everybody knows Peter Kim from his website, peterkimpeterkim.com. <laughs> and prompted me to go to peterkimpeterkim.com. And it's looking sharp these days. Oh, did he redo it? Good for him. I'm going to see if it's mobile optimized. Three. I looked back at the dates and realised that right when Guy was slogging through his back-to-back viewings of Sex in the City 2, Cursing Tim, COVID, Mattress Pikelet in the World, my wife and I were joyously holding our new baby in our arms for the first time. My man's been on Squarespace, I think. So it all balances out, I guess. I'm sorry, while you were checking out the mobile optimization of peterkimpeterkim.com, did you not hear that this delightful listener who has penned us this beautiful sort of reflective letter is a new father? Sorry, that is this big ticket. The website looks great. And Peter Kim is aging fantastically. Four. 
I was a few episodes behind, so I kicked myself to find out that I could have gone to Guy's comedy special taping in my very own city. I love the one that's out on Bandcamp, so I'm sure this one would have been a delight too. I will note, however, that in Italian, if you want to say something sucks, you say that it that it far cagare or makes one shit. So the post-show surprise may have been a sign of a dissenting opinion from a sensitively stomached Italian. Who can say? Huh. That's so nice to think about. Five. I believe the window is closed for killing their pitches, so if you'll allow me, I'll sneak this one in here. Hell Not yeah. for competitive consideration, but for the love of the game. Killionaire pitch. Before I get into that, Tim, is there anything you'd like to say, reflect on, or should I just barrel yeah, on? Yeah, Peter Kim is in Bros, and I think we should all support that movie because it did terribly at the box office. Really? But from what I can see of the trailers, looks like a great flip. I think it's being, I've, I mean, you know, it's a reflection of the echo chambers I haunt on. The digital caves I keep on on you know Twitter, popular yeah, but the, platform but, Twitter, but, but the box office is bad. The critical, the critical response. The box is bad, but the critics. Yeah, I know, but that ain't going to pay the. But that's not going to keep the lights on. What well, is for the critics? Uh, that's true. You that's, got me there. That's how they earn their money. Anyhow, with onwards with the pitch. As I've listened to the various ideas that have been thrown around, it's occurred to me that it's relatively simple to bump someone off, comedically speaking, of course. The hard part is ensuring you've got a tight grip on the assets after they're gone. I've come up with something I think will work, but we're going to need to get David Lynch on board. Fortunately, I think it's the kind of thing he'd get a kick out of. Razorhead? Twin Peaks? Is that David Lynch? I always get David Lynch and David Fincher things. Twin Peaks is David Lynch. Okay, cool. I think Razorhead is as well. I've I'm actually, actually not. Seen, I don't think I've seen anything David Lynch has made, but I, I know might, I might not have either. Dude. He's beloved and revered. So, David Lynch, Jerry Seinfeld, Oprah Winfrey. What do rich and powerful celebrities love? <gasps> of course, the answer is mm. transcendental meditation. Ah, TD, and then he's TM. TM. He's written TM, <laughs> and then next to TM, they've put the um, like trademark oh, the symbol. Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. Nice. Note, I came up with this idea before I heard that Guy was getting into TM2, only confirming his ascension into the ranks of the elite. Mm -hmm. We get noted TM proponent David Lynch to reach out to Bezos. He tells him he's impressed by everything Jeff has done, but he sees something missing. He thinks he's got the potential for true greatness if he can just overcome some things holding him back. First, he needs to work on his inner life to achieve greater mental clarity. Lynch is going to personally coach him in TM to get that happening. Second, he needs to get the shareholders off his back. He can't be everything that Destiny wants him to be with those small-minded naysayers constantly second-guessing his every move. Yeah. Here's how he's going to do it. So you're going to take the company public? I mean, private again? He's going to call a press conference and tell the world that he's cooking up something truly world-changing, but it's going to require a leap of faith from the shareholders. What they're going to have to do is voluntarily hand over their Amazon stock to Jeff in exchange for an IOU saying that he will give it back at the same value in a year's time. At that time, the incredible thing he's working on will have been announced and the stock will be worth stratospherically more. So the shareholders will come out on top. But in the meantime, they're just going to have to trust him. No, he can't say yet what the big idea is. Of course the shareholders aren't going to like this, but Jeff will lay it on the line. He's Jeffrey Preston Bezos, and he can bring the value of Amazon stock down to zero overnight if he wants to. 
You think he doesn't know where the bodies are buried? They're going to hand over their shares within the next 30 days, or on day 31, they're going to have lost everything. The crowd falls into line. This tracks? Yeah. At the time of writing, Amazon's market capitalization is $1.29 trillion. So there's a dollar sign, then a 1.29, and then on the next line it says trillion. That's why I was confused. So it's 1.29 trillion. So this gambit takes him over the line in one fell swoop. Ah. The problem Jeff then finds is, you wouldn't know it, he can't seem to come up with the big idea. (laughs) So did he not have it before he asked everyone for their stock? No. That's funny. He keeps throwing things out to David Lynch, but Lynch bats them back, saying it's clear that he's not yet sufficiently advanced in his spiritual journey. Finally, Lynch suggests that they need to bring in the big guns. There are these two fellas who seem like ordinary New Zealanders, but who are actually enlightened members of the ancient order of Aotearoans, a spiritual sect so advanced that they have no need for any external trappings to identify themselves. If they'll take him on as a disciple, Lynch is sure it will turbo- turbocharge Jeff's spiritual evolution and he'll have the grand plan nutted out in no time. Jeff immediately jets over and within 24 hours is staying on Tim's couch and receiving daily spiritual instructions from the boys. The first thing they explain to him is that if, in his time in Auckland, he happens to meet anyone who seems particularly laconic and easygoing, there's no doubt that they're a member of their order but he must never try to question them about their practices or mention the order in any way, or he could undo years of spiritual work. They then take him through a rigorous program of spiritual exercises, aiming to destroy the self and join with universal consciousness. They watch the same media over and over again. They engage in the mindful eating of various Auckland sandwiches, dance to EDM, go for runs in the beautiful New Zealand wilderness, take psychoactive mushrooms, shit their pants, and meditate in a tree. At night, on Tim's couch, Jeff is periodically woken by Remy's crying and or Rufus's barking, which helps, him to ke- which helps to keep him lightly sleep-deprived and more open to a gentle blurring of the boundaries of reality. The boys assure him he's doing well, and with each step in his initiation, he sheds an element of his self, his mode of dress, his accent, his name, and hands over a portion of his assets. In the final stage, when 100% of his wealth is held in a trust by Tim and Guy, he builds an effigy of himself, a jeffigy, if you will, Lol. ritually dismembers and burns it and is reborn. At this point, Jeff Bezos is dead, and in recognition of this fact, he takes on a new anonymous-sounding name, a name whose initials point to the resurrection he's just undergone. Beth Jesus. In recognition of the great comedic gifts that New Zealand has bestowed on the world in general, and Australia in particular, he is now known as John Clark. Ah. Oh. The now John Clark realises that the mythical next big business venture was always a mirage, that his spiritual transformation was the true goal all along. Having shared every trace of his former self, he blends into Auckland society as a humble employee of a local independent bookstore, living a simple but fulfilling life, until he's tracked down by some US lawyers who believe that old Bezos is very much alive and slam him with a massive class action lawsuit from the former Amazon shareholders with their worthless IOUs. Alas, Tim and Guy, who in the course of conducting their training have actually achieved enlightenment, have long distributed the funds to various worthwhile causes, and Jeff slash John is obliged to pass a significant stretch of time in quiet contemplation within a federal facility. First plot I've heard where we don't actually murder a person. Yeah. Technically, in some sense, Jeff Bezos has died. It's like an e- It's an ego death. Yeah. I, I like that. Six. 
So that's the, that's the entire. I mean, we, should we unpack that and then finish the message? Let's just press on. Okay. I think. Six. You once had a conversation on the pod about men's underpants that have the little window at the front, and agreed that neither of you have ever used it, not really seeing the point. The advantage of the window method is you're not taxing the elastic of the waistband. Oh, come on, You keep mate. pulling that elastic down each time. The needle rises. Sooner or later, it's going to lose its stretch, and you're Friend. left with lifeless underpants that flop against the groin of your pants. Help Friend. us to keep themselves up. My man. The old pullback and reveal method, on the other hand, leaves the waistband untouched to bravely soldier on another day. No, listen to me. If you are seriously adopting the window technique for the sole purpose of preserving the elastic band just that little bit longer. Just, just fuck it. Come on, man. I Life's too short. Life's too short I don't short totally disagree. It's not a little bit longer. If you're, if you're not doing that every time, you go to the bar, so let's say you wee, I'd say conservatively, twice a day. So that's one down, one up. That's four elastic tugs a day. If you remove those four elastic tugs a day across a week, what's four times seven? Twenty-eight. That's twenty-eight tugs. You know, I'm going to round down to twenty-five, but across a month, that's a hundred. Across a year, that's twelve hundred pairs of underpants that might only last, you know, two years. I don't know what the lifespan of a pair of underpants is. That sounds that sounds good. Two years sounds. You will no longer be throwing out underpants because of the degradation of the elastic. You'll be doing it because of the degradation of the materials beneath it. <sighs> The elastic maintains its structural integrity. The elastic hasn't been a big issue for, I guess I've got pretty slender hips, maybe that's why. Is the elastic band an issue for you? Mine kind of like disintegrate around the the top of them a bit, the material kind of, Uh, which I guess might be the the pull up and down. Nah, the the elastic band, they're pretty old underpants when the elastic band starts giving. That's what I'm saying. It's happening simultaneous. That's what I'm saying. I'm like a huge advocate for not buying anything you don't need to buy, right? Especially when it comes to clothes, but... You know, well, he you goes to on to say through the window to to keep underwear for like eight years. That's the end of my list. Love you, boys, and thank you once again for everything you do. Say my name like one of your French girls, TMC. Not really French, but the thing that should destroy your underwear and usually does is, I think, going in the wash that often. You know, but that you, you only you, get one wear out of a pair of undies. And that's that's right. Whoosh- but what that means is that you get many wears out of your jeans. Yeah. You put your jeans in the freezer? I think there was a period when I was doing that instead Same. of cleaning them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't What's mind, that about? I don't mind washing the jeans. I do, I will say, I wear the same brand of jeans and they always give way in the same area. Ah, uh, where the is same, it? It's like... The dick area? Underneath the dick area. It's where the back of the pant meets. It's the seam, the, the undercarriage seam. Sort of um, Bifkin adjacent. What's Bifkin? Is that yeah, perineum. Thing? Oh, yeah. Hey. You gooch. You're playing with my perineum. <laughs> um, I mean, that, I've got to say, you know, I don't want to gloss over it, Tim. Mm. That was, I'm talking to Tim, the author, not Tim, the friend. Or not Tim, the podcaster, I guess, because this Tim is a friend. Uh, it was a very thoughtfully written and thorough message. Yeah. And um, I can see that you've been sitting on a wealth of, you know, I imagine you may be running some sort of Google Docs or equivalent. Is that person's name Tim who sent it? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Tim. Did you see when I said his name, like one of your French girls, which was Tim C, did you think I was saying Tim C? I thought it was like, I thought Tim C was in it, not like Tim. Oh, and yeah. I thought yep. it was, yep. Uh, yep. 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 you know. Yep. 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 
a first name or Tim, a first name. Can I say this? I see. Yep, 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 yep. Got it. Um, I'd just like to say thank you because that was an incredibly thorough and thoughtful message and, you know, encased inside of, you know, I think quite some open and enjoyably reflective moments of life. We had a, a pretty solid killing there pitch and the first not to involve actually committing the capital crime of murder. So full marks on the creativity and uh, respect for human life on that one. Um, so it turns out, and this is, I promise you, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I went on Peter Kim's website, peterkimpeterkim.com. Uh, very prominently says, follow me on Instagram. Uh, I went to his account. He's in Bros. That's great. He's in the movie. How's that for Providence? Is that the word I'm looking for? I never really know what that means when they say, how's that for Providence? Providence, like luck, like fate. How's that for Providence? Chance would be a fine thing. What's that from? Chance would be a fine thing is from um, Peep Show, I think. Is that the Tooch? The Stanley Tooch in this? Tooche. Or is that someone else? Sure. Hard to say. We should see this movie though. It looks good. Here's a message, guy, and it's for you. To the frostiest of fellas, dear frosty fellas, thanks for having me on. It was an absolute treat. This is Jamie, who I assume was a Killionaire contestant. I was going to ask if you'd heard of this gem of a flick with none other than Mr. Robert Schneider himself, The Adventures of Panda Warrior. And there's a YouTube link for a trailer, I think. It also features my fave, Norm MacDonald, as always bringing a stellar performance. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. At least from what I can tell in the trailer. If that doesn't sell it, then uh, it's also got the voice of SpongeBob. And I believe, though I could be wrong, Hilary Duff's sister. Is it overlooked? Certainly. Is it undercooked? I reckon it could do with a few more minutes in the oven. Your expert opinion is desperately needed. Thanks again, boys. Jamie. Wow, checking out the IMDb. Yeah. The peace-loving soldiers transported to another world and turned into a panda. To get home, he must join forces with a flying pig to free the once peaceful land from tyranny. I tell you who's been having a bit of a go of it online. Gone? Rob Schneider. Recently? What's been happening? I haven't seen this. He's just, um, he's an active Twitter user. He's an active something. He's an active fuckwit. There, I said it. And his his new film, actually, Daddy Daughter Trip, just premiered in Arizona at Harkin Cinema. Oh, good on him. I love those individual releases. Man. There's a trailer I've not seen. Schneider's a fascinating guy. Have you been following this movie? Not as much as I might. It's quite hard to make a movie these days because like, it seems like every gosh darn uh, YouTuber and Twitch streamer with their soul has actually got like borderline cinematic video quality now so when you see a movie that hasn't quite crushed it you know like we were talking about um that uh and loathe the same to bring it up again but louis ck movie with joe list july 4th yeah and uh the trailer it looks like really boring someone shot it on like the you know canon (laughs) you know like photo camera not there's anything wrong with people filming their you know Filming their movies on cannons. When you were formerly 
probably the most like, you know, the hottest comedian in the world at one point and you're still alive and you were known for like your HBO show, which was so well shot and whatnot. And then you put that out. It's just... Rob Schneider's, I mean, and I know that the, our listener will love this, has been getting retweeted and featured on the popular account Libertarian Party <laughs> Miser's Caucus. Fuck yeah. Advocating censoring someone instead of debating the merits of your argument is to admit your goal is not to expand knowledge but to suppress it. Rob Schneider. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. And then he's retweeted an Entertainment Tonight article entitled Rob Schneider's daughter is still learning her dad's filmography. No shit. <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to talk about Rob, and I don't think we should. I'm going to read. Don't it. talk about Schneider. Hi, boys. No. I think your podcasts rock. Just a quick book top tip. Guy mentioned in Friend Zone One Four One about chain outlets in America. By coincidence, I've just finished reading Unchained by comedian David Gorman, who tries to travel across the United States of America coast to coast without buying anything, food, gas, or acom from a chain. It's an excuse me. I'm drinking a beer and I had to burp. Uh, it's a nice wee travelogue if you're into that sort of thing. Sending lots of good vibes. Hope Tim is getting some sleep even with the new baby. 
Cheers, Rebecca, sent on the 3rd of December. Do you want to know why I'm so tired right now? Yeah. Nothing to do with Remy whatsoever. I forgot that I was on a podcast and then jumped on and I was on a podcast last night and it was, we recorded for two hours, started at about 9.30 and then I had to do all my work after that. Because I came into the here, the computer room to start working and then my calendar said, hey, you were supposed to jump on a podcast like half an hour ago. So that was embarrassing. Tim, I love your computer room. <laughs> I like, I, I really just said when you said I came in here to the computer room and you got your notification, I like you've got everything here. You're always set up, ready to go. Mm. You're a self-built, you're a self-made man. Um, and it's something I really admire about you. Oh, thanks, Ben. Do you want to say something cool though? I think I already showed you this. This this doesn't really work for a podcast. Holy heck. Guys, Tim is altering the light state in the room using his watch. It's pretty sick. If I didn't know any better, I would strangle him and accuse him of using black magic. Fucking warlock, man. That's me. The podcast is called Suddenly, and it was an incredible experience, guy. On the podcast... There's two people, and they're watching all of Frank Sinatra's um, filmography. Wow. Which is a lot of them. And so Rabia and Felix watched this movie. Got I watched the movie too. I was brought on for The Kissing Bandit, which is apparently like famous for being his worst ever movie. It lost <laughs> MGM $2 million wow. back in the 40s. A terrible flick. But- Wow, wow. I won't spoil it, but like right at the end, Rabia um, revealed <laughs> that they went worst idea on the movie. And uh, there was there's just a lot, there's a lot in there. Anyway, have you got a spare two hours kicking around? Um, so I don't know when my episode's what, what, coming out. So but you, 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 you watched it. You were just like, I, you're we, watching everything. We've all watched both this Both Felix once. and I... We're on the same page in a way, and that Felix is a co-host of the podcast, but we both watched it once and also thought that Rabia did, but then that was not the case by far. And in that episode, Rabia had like structured it so beautifully and told the story of this Australian named Peter. Uh, his last name has a P as well, but I can't remember it. Kim? No, <laughs> no. Um, who like kept making these makeshift canoes out of oil barrels in the 60s, 50s and 60s escaped from like Estonia when the Russians were invading came to Australia because he was sick of being cold because he kept just like having a sleep rough and stuff when he was 15, 16 came, got, got his way to Australia kept making these canoes and trying to like get to different places like New Zealand or the Pacific Islands and these amazing and no one's like recorded this guy's life Rabia found out about him because he was a fan of the Kissing Bandit and then, like, went to the National Archives and it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, you should listen to that podcast episode because I was too tired to, like, kind of properly respond to it. But Rabia. Rabia, yeah. Rabia's amazing. Sounds incredible. Yeah. Speaking of- Oh, but the podcast is called Suddenly. So if you look up, like, Suddenly, Frank Sinatra podcast, something like that. It'll come up. I just want to say, if we are talking about podcasts, I've got to keep keep banging the did Titanic sing drum. I don't know if anyone's listening. Two of the great minds, Tim Batt and Carlo Ricci, reunited, or united, I suppose, at least with a front-facing project for the first time, and it is just 
an absolute delight. Carlo is walking Tim and a variety of special guests through his concept and conspiracy, not his alone, that the Titanic didn't sink. It's um, Oops. it's honestly, it's rekindled a love of podcasting I've not known for oh, a long time. That's so sweet. Thanks, man. We've got a live show in Auckland on November the 28th. Carlo has booked his plane tickets. Oh, my God. So um, go to, you know how you do Linktree? It's like linktree.e and then slash did Titanic sink. That it'll, it'll be there soon. And Tim, we're going to groove our martyr on the 26th. Yeah, boy. I hope he gets over here in time. He won't. He's not going to make it for that. Yeah, he's got a busy life. Mm. If you're like 23... Fucking enjoy it. I'm moving on the 25th to my first ever house at the age of 35. Okay. So, I mean, I bought a house, everyone. I couldn't be happier. Finally you. did it. You guys have been doing that for a long time. We've been trying. We've been out there. Oh, I've got these, Um, what are these called? Bungee cords. And I'm just using them as exercise equipment while we're recording. He's, he's trying to get sinewy too now. You said about my goals. Look, you guys, we've been talking for too long. That's not true. Haven't we? 37 minutes isn't like too long. I think it's too long. It's appropriate. Well, it's true. It's been a while. But I just want to say, get hype, get swole, new season, coming down the tubes really fucking soon. Yeah, dog. And uh, we're going to be bringing a lot of the old twyo at heat, a lot of the excitement. Timbo's going to get some bed rest and limber up for this because this is going to be hot shit. He's literally been stretching the whole time. Yeah. Um, Have you got anything you'd like to, aside from your live show for Titanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just like to quickly plug, if you're in New Zealand, Guy Montgomery's got a fucking TV show (laughs) coming out in November. Oh, is that right? No, it's not coming out for a long time. It's coming out at some point. The Guy Montgomery, Guy Mont Spelling Bee. I know. I couldn't be more psyched about this fucking show it's gonna be crazy i've got a um this could be the start of either the usual new zealand thing which is one season and then it never comes back which will still be legendary and gorgeous or Hmm. potentially a global franchise with you at the helm that'd be fucking crazy it's my dream for the format to get optioned by a different territory but have the name stay the same. <laughs> and so in the UK, it would be like Nish Kumar's Guy Montgomery's Guy Mont Spelling Bee. That's really good. Um, and everyone pretends you're dead. I'm when not- it's the non-New Zealand version, they're like, we have to call it this because he's our fear leader and he's dead and we have to honour him. But you didn't die. I am still charging. Hey, please, if you want to keep up with us, follow us on the dying social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're the worst idea of all time. Or Twiowat Pod on Yuck. Instagram and Twitter. Yuck. What? A call to action to follow us on socials? Yeah. What are we even putting on socials? Have we got stuff for them to gobble up there? Yeah. What are we posting? Dick pics. <laughs> Big stiffies. Not even ours. It's a porn channel Just now. Just random ones. Also, if you're in Auckland, Melbourne, or Sydney, I'm going to be doing an improvised hour of stand-up for you sometime soon. Mostly November. Find it at guymontgomery.co.nz. Um, bye. Yeah. But Do you know what, everyone? One final detail. Let me know if this is too personal. You could beep this out. But the whole time I've been in this room, there's been a high chance that Tim's son is taking his first steps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to get out of here. He's so close. He's so close, and he knows it. Yeah, I told Zoe that if he starts to do it and I'm not around, just push him over, because <laughs> I, I want to be there. Bye, everyone. See ya.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.